Today we welcome Emily Faulkner of Premier Digital Textiles to our podcast. Premier Digital Textiles have been supplying the world's textile industry for over 30 years and the digital textile industry for over 15 years. Importantly, they are also credited as the pioneers of many, many new substrates and woven innovations that have built to unlock the textile supply chain and to bring the print industry a balanced selection of print-ready textile substrates that are available, importantly, in large and small volumes. Hi, Emily. How are you today? Hi, Debbie. I'm fine. Thank you. Great. So thanks for joining us today. No problem. And we have lined up just nine questions for you today, so nothing too onerous. Um, okay. So let's let's make a, a start with the first one. Can you tell us when Premier Digital was founded and give us an insight into your team's expertise? Um, yeah, so um, after many years of working as a division of Premier Textiles, um, in 2018, uh, Premier Digital was formed. Um, with the aim of bringing together a specialist team of industry experts that were experienced in yarn and fabric manufacturing. Mm -hmm. uh, along with our global trading history, this has enabled us to understand the digital print industry's challenges and also um, provide solutions to our global customer base. We, um, we also have worked tirelessly with spinners, weavers and finishers, as well as many printers who um, are our customers or developers, uh, to ensure our fabrics are as inkjet ready as possible, making them truly prepared for digital. That's great. So you have a new sustainable collection, and I'm going to jump into that later on. So, But first, mm -hmm. let's get a bit more background on fabrics for the textile industry. So Premier Supply Textiles worldwide um, and today we're just going to concentrate on digital textile printing not the the wider premier yeah. offer so um a term that, that that we're very very familiar with p for dp yep. <laughs> so when did you begin begin supplying p for dp textiles um prepared for digital print and uh, and what are they um, well, really, back in 2000, we had requests from existing customers who were buying um, our previously bought in uh, loom state fabrics mm -hmm. to offer some finished cloth um, and also to supply it with reactive chemistry. Mm -hmm. uh, these customers tended to be small sample production facilities, which had limited steaming and washing equipment. But um, as printers evolve, speeds increased and quality also became our priority. Um, our aim really was and always has been to be able to run a printer unattended overnight if required. Yeah. And um, this has served us well. And our initial range of 12 fabrics, which was what we launched in 2000, has grown to over 150 base cloths over wow. probably four or five different swatch books. That's, um, that's incredible, isn't it, that we actually all started printing with just 12 fabrics all those years ago. Yeah. yeah, well, that was before I actually um, joined Premier, so, um, which was back in 2000. I joined five years ago. So I joined really when um, digital was kind of not established, but we'd worked hard on, you know, a pigment solution. Mm -hmm. um, so I joined really when it was kind of taking off. So it's been really exciting. Um, and as demand grew, really, we saw us not only expand our natural textile offerings, but also led us to introduce a polyester range, which we designed and engineered to look and feel like cotton and linen. Yeah. Um, but, but these were tailored more towards sublimation printing than um, pigment reactive or screen or rotary. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Because the market did definitely start with reactive. Um, but yes. as, as, pinks, as pigment solutions 
have become more innovative and more industry ready really at high volumes with crock and good rub fastnesses etc. Do you think that pigment is becoming predominantly much more um, requested than reactive? Uh, yes, I think so. You know, if you look at um, our our sales figures, really, we're seeing a drop in reactive sales um, and requests. I think the traditional reactive printers are obviously still there mm -hmm. and they're still doing very well. But I think more people that are joining the market um, that are coming in either at entry level or are looking at adding to maybe their sublimation machines yep. are looking more for a, um, a pigment solution rather than reactive um because, you know, pigment has evolved very, very rapidly. Yes, it has. And um, the quality of fabrics that we are supplying are seeing, you know, a big growth growth in that. Um, as I say, though, there are still reactive printers out there, but it's a really expensive setup. So I don't see many people going into that as much as, you know, you would have seen a few years ago. That's right. It's all the auxiliary, auxiliary machinery that you need alongside the print in order to process reactive. Yeah, exactly, which is really expensive. Yeah, it is, it is when you put that bundle together. Um, so could you, could, just dipping back a little bit, so obviously when you're going to print digitally, you have to coat the fabric. So could we talk a little bit about how you coat fabrics for digital printing and why um, the technology involved and the expertise required in that um, is so important for continuity of supply, for, for particularly for digital print? Yeah, so, um, I mean, really, as they say, you learn from your mistakes, um, and we've certainly gone through a few of those, um, pain and development over the years, so we know the importance of working with our suppliers at every stage of manufacture, from fibre to fabric, so consistency really is the key, um, and it's controlled by only working with long-established long weavers and process houses, mm -hmm. which we've been working with ours for, you know, over 30 years now. So we have a really strong relationship with them. Um, our fabrics are coated using industry-leading chemistry, mm -hmm. which has been tested um, extensively, whether it be in-house, we've sent it to um, external test houses. We've done, you know, as I say, extensive testing on, on our um, chemistries and um, trialed many methods of application but we still find that padding the chemistry onto the fabric gives the most consistent and impressive print result. Absolutely, yeah, 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 yeah. And of course, just to point out that for anybody listening, that if you have inconsistencies in coating, as, as Emily was saying, um, you can have issues with colour management, etc. So the relationship that you have with your supplier and their supply chain um, is very, very important that you're not switching about um, for absolute clarity. Um, to help with the issues of colour management. Would you agree, Emily? Yes, yes, very much so. Yes, definitely. Um, okay, so um, let's have a little chat about how technology has advanced and how the industry has grown and changed over the far, last five years. So as, as we said, very, very early on, um, going back, as you said, to the early 2000s, really, um, we started with reactive print printing for um, cellulose-based fabrics, um, of course, um, but also a huge massive growth coming from the dye sublimation side as well. So Emily, just tell us, tell us about how that prompted innovations for, for new technologies within a new, a new weaving fibres, etc. within Premier. Um, well, a number of factors really have given rise to greater demand for print-ready fabrics. 
machines and ink have decreased in price. OEMs have developed a greater range of printers, this being from um, affordable entry-level printers to high-speed solutions. Um, this has really resulted in us now having a wider range of customers from one print studios involved in fashion and home home decor really through to volume traditional textile printers mm-hmm. who um, we're seeing switching to digital platforms. Um, so now we really have to carry stock accordingly from 50 meter rolls to 500 meter rolls and we've seen an increased demand in super wide format from three meter wide and above. Now traditionally we um, we supply and offer rolls um, 1.6 mm-hmm. meters wide um, however we have seen we have added to our offering uh, three or four different um, wide width fabrics, uh, polyester mainly. Yep. We have a few cottons um, at three meter wide. Um, and that's something that is very new to, to Premier Textiles. So I guess, um, I guess the marketplaces that are being hit there then are for wider width for interior for the contract sector for hospitality, which have always used wider width fabrics. And then for the, for the polyester side. And then I guess on the cotton side, are you, are you, do you think that's hitting the bed, bed linen industry? Yeah, I think that's spot on. So, yeah, um, yeah so predominantly the polyesters would be for uh, signage. Um, and um, as you say, then the cotton was more for um, for bedding. Also, the um, the adoption of personalized print on demand plays a huge part in our business too, mm-hmm. um, which has led to many new innovations and requests for new interesting textiles, um, one of which being our new product, mm-hmm. which is a um, the polyester fleece, which has a oh. cotton a cotton bamboo toweling on the back. So um, it's really, it's actually a great fabric. It's got like a polyester face ready for sublimation and then the cotton fleece on the back, uh, sorry, a cotton bamboo on the back yeah. um, that you could put to your skin because bamboo has that wicking property. Absolutely, so it has the absorbency that polyester doesn't generally... Yeah. yeah, so you get, you know, you can have the um, sublimation on the front because um, so you can get that depth of colour and then uh, the wicking properties on the back with the cotton bamboo. Um, and really over the last five years, we've seen and continue to see significant growth in our polyester sales with 50% of fabric sold being from our extensive polyester range. 50%? 50%, yeah. Wow, that's great. Just let's deep dive a little bit more into uh, to customers then. So obviously you're, you're dealing with huge brands worldwide, but how, how do you approach the, um, the knowledge base that's required for new entrants into the marketplace? The people who are new to the market who are buying yeah. in lo- lower volumes, like let's, let's take, for example, you know, a, a, an entrepreneurial fashion designer yeah. who, who now has the ability to buy particularly in the sublimation route into um, polyester technologies and create their own collections you must have seen huge growth here oh we have yeah i mean there's um there's always these little little print houses that are popping up all over the uk really a lot of them in london but um you know we're seeing a um a big increase especially in people who you know are leaving university want to start up their own little business whether that be from their garage or um wherever really um, we are seeing because OEMs have introduced this entry level machines now, mm-hmm. it's easier for them to be able to have a startup of their own yep. um, rather than going through these big print houses who may have extensive lead times, you know, big MOQs. They can literally buy from us one roll, which is 50 meters, um, and then run it through their machine for when, whenever customer they, they want. They haven't got to go specifically through a, a big print house. 
really important that isn't it that you can buy small meters if you roll this back 10 15 years you would um, minimum order would be 300 to a thousand meters from the big mills in years gone by wasn't it so people really do have access to the fabrics that they need so that they can facilitate web to print yeah i think you know going to our traditional um business which was um yarns, uh, loom stay and things like that. That was high MOQs, you know, bringing in loom stay, we'd bring in probably tens of thousands of meters. Um, so our MOQs would be, say, a bale, which would be, I don't know, 5,000 to 7,000 meters um, because it's unprocessed. So you wouldn't be able to offer that those small quantities, whereas now, because we are finishing and processing the fabrics we bring in, we are able to offer you know, between 50 to 500 meters or even plus that really, depending on, um, on quantity. But as a role itself, you'd be looking at minimum around 50 meters. It's amazing. And you talk, gave me this figure, didn't you? Um, what, what's the actual total stock of Premier Digital Textiles? You have a massive warehouse and hold, have to hold a huge amount of stock, don't you? Of grey, yeah, um, so that you can service this burgeoning marketplace. Yeah, it's um, it's quite an extensive amount of, of meterage that we have in place, but um, we will we have to do that because we are a stockist. So to be able to minimise the lead time for our customers, we have to be able to have that stock um, on the floor for for our customers to call off next day if needed. Absolutely, and yes, as you see, you know that the growth of reshoring as well. The the speed of those deliveries is absolutely absolutely key now, isn't it? That people can access the fabric when they need it to the orders that have just dropped through the door. Yeah, and you know, depending on the print houses you're working with, like fashion, for instance, they whenever they come on, they needed that textile yesterday. Yeah. Um, so um, it is about reacting to the requests that you get pretty quickly. Now that is very different from our our core business because you know, with our core business, they order X amount of meterage that would come at X amount of lead time, and they just work to those lead times. Whereas with, with digital, it, it unfortunately doesn't work that way. You know, you have to have that fabric on hand to be able to deliver to the customer as and when they ask it. Absolutely. Yeah. That's great. So we've, we've skipped over the next question. We're ahead of ourselves. So we're really, we've, <laughs> <laughs> we've spoken about large and small volumes, just to recap. And uh, we've touched on the convergence um, within the print marketplace as well. Just we'll just nip back to that and talk about um, have you seen a lot of convergence from the sign and display world? People moving over into the interior marketplace. Yeah, I mean we've seen a lot of companies that were traditionally only printing signage mm -hmm. um, begin offering textiles for home interiors. So um, what that means is we've seen an increase really in the interest within the market in value-added products where you are able to command a higher margin than that in signage. Yep. Um, the development that makes this easy transition for um, current signage printers would be our, I wouldn't say it's our most latest really because we did it back in 2018, but um, it's quite a significant one, was our um, latex range. Mm -hmm. So we developed a range of textiles, about seven of which are um, certified by HP that are able to be used on the with HP latex inks. Yeah. So for us, that was great because a lot of signage uh, printers do have, you know, sublimation latex machines. Um, we'd already had um, for many years a few fabrics, oh, sorry, an extensive range of fabrics mm -hmm. of polyesters that you could use on sublimation machines. However, for latex, you know, that was a bit more of a challenging um, development. 
Um, but you know, we since 2018, we now have seven products that have been certified with HP, and um, we are seeing particular growth in this area, which is great. It's interesting, isn't it? The bridge before the signage and display printer into the interior market is a lot easier than going into the fashion market because the, the the fabrics themselves behave completely differently in fashion. <laughs> yeah, because you know, I was just going to touch on stretch um, knitted against woven, really, Emily. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, I mean, we are predominantly um, we deal with fabrics that are woven. Mm -hmm. um, we're not so much heavily involved in the knitted area, although we do have a few um, additions to the range now that are knitted. So we have a um, a jersey, single yeah. jersey, and a organic interlock. That um, we have, we again, we had to develop and we had to learn about knitted fabrics because that's not our field. Yeah. Um, but we always like a challenge. You know, that's one thing with you know working with Premier Digital Textiles is that we are very much um, you know leaders in innovation and we do thrive on um, introducing new products into the market. So we're not really phased by a challenge um, because we tend to kind of always try and work through that. Um, which you can see really if you look at the amount of fabrics we now have in our range um it's pretty evident that you know we do thrive on a on a innovation yeah definitely and i guess just going back to the technology as well talking regards signage and digital signage and fashion um interiors mm. i think also as you say it's the fact that the fabrics are woven and are therefore much more stable than knits so they are ease definitely without question easier to print whether mm -hmm. that whether that is um using dye sub or, or um, reactive or pigment. Um, and also for people in the signage and display world, when you move into the interior marketplace, the weight of those fabrics is completely different to the standard weights that you use in the fashion industry. Would you agree? Yeah, I think that, you know, with the fashion market, you are looking at a lot, um, a lot more finer fabrics. You know, you're looking probably around 85 GSM to... Mm -hmm. I don't know, maybe 120, unless you go to pants and things, which you are looking a lot heavier. Mm. Um, but predominantly, if you're talking, you know, blouses, dresses, scarves, things like that, you are looking at a lot of a lightweight fabric. Yep. Um, and they, with the lightweight fabrics, they can, even though they are woven, they can move. Yeah. You know, they do. Yep. They do have that. Um, it's a natural, or even really being polyester, it does have that tendency to move on the machine. So it's really about understanding. Um, both your machine, your fabric, and how to how to run them together, I suppose. Yeah, absolutely. So, like, um, usually for um, lighter weight fabrics, you would be operating with technology that would have a sticky belt, a belt within yeah. the, within the machine that can actually grip that fabric as it moves through the process. And equally, on dye sublimation too, you would use a tacky transfer paper, so that when that paper moves through from print over onto the transfer process, there is actually a, a, a friction between the two that um, helps one stay very, very um, aligned with the other as it goes through the process so that you don't get any slippage, which basically would wreck the entire meterage. Yeah. Okay, that's great. So obviously the, um, the convergence from sign and display and also the convergence for polyesters in the interior section has also led to new weaving innovations um, for Premier, hasn't it? So can you tell me how and when you started to imitate the weaves of common cotton substrates like twills and drills and, and slubs, etc., for the industry? 
Yeah, so um, really we challenged ourselves back in 2015 um, to develop polyester for home decor applications. Um, they're not only printed really with class leading results and, um, you know, good color yielding and um, vibrant color fastness is, um, but also didn't look and feel or behave like traditional polyesters that existed at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, now, after really much traveling, testing and trialing, um, we launched our linen look polyester range which in all fairness took a while to be accepted in the market. I think because it wasn't a traditional polyester that, you know, didn't have that look, that handle and that feel. And because our polyesters looked a lot more like a natural substrate, people didn't quite understand it. Um, Whereas they, because really I think they didn't understand how best to use it and to add it into their offerings. So you're slightly ahead of your time. Well, we'd like to think so. <laughs> um, yeah, I, be- I believe. I believe. Yes, you know, we did introduce it to the market, where I just don't think the market truly understood um, what it could be used for, and because printers were so used to using the traditional um, polyesters that we see, we still see on the market now. Yeah. Um, but you know, we continue to develop syn- synthetic fabrics. Um, that we offer as natural looking fabrics, if you will, but for dye sublimation. And I think now in our range, we have between 35 and 40 different polyesters, ranging from um, linen looks, which was probably our first entrant into our polyester range, um, to, as you say, you know, twills and drills. We have um, polyester half panamas now. Um, and then um, I'm assuming we'll talk about this a bit further on, but also we have some. Um, recycled polyesters which you know the market's screaming out for at the moment yeah. so um, that again is really exciting we have 100 percent polyesters that are recycled we have you know 50 50s some 70 30s so it's been quite um quite extensive really in the development not only from just going from a linen look polyester but also to what we have now yeah the, uh, emily these innovations are, are exceptional i have your sample books here and um when I was printing myself, you know, sometimes the, the guys in warehousing might lose a ticket on a roll and they'd be like, is this cotton or is this polyester? And, you know, they quite often get the, get the, uh, get the lighter out to test the difference between the two because obviously the, the flammability is different between the two. And sometimes that can be the only way that you tell without getting it under a glass, etc., and doing other bits and pieces. But, um, you know, handle-wise, um, your, your polyester books, particularly for the interior section, are, are very, very good. Well, thank you very much. We like to think so as well. So (laughs) there's no wonder why they are, you know, so popular in the market, popular in the marketplace right now. Yeah. And I think, you know, one thing again, that we've, we've learned from developing um, the cotton fabrics for digital printing Uh was when we took that over to polyester, you had to keep it quite consistent. So, you know, you look at selvages and, um, all the different things that we have to do to our textiles to make sure that when it, you put it on the printer, there isn't any downtime. You know, you don't have heads that trip. Yep. Um, it, you know, you can just literally put it on a um, on a machine and, and let it run without without many issues. So that is one thing that you know when we as we've progressed throughout our um, development from loom state to natural fabrics for digital printing then to um, introducing polyesters, we've kind of tried to keep that consistency really in the development stage as well as keeping the consistency within our product. Absolutely, and you're so right to touch on head strikes as well because the the selvage um, 
for somebody who doesn't necessarily understand textiles at the depth that you do, the selvage, you know, if it's not instructed properly, it's not instructed correctly at the time of weaving, can cause massive problems for digital printers with head strikes. As, as can sew-ins. I mean, you don't see that anymore, but very, you know, 15 years ago, you would, 15, 20 years ago, you would see sew-ins in rolls, wouldn't you? A long, long, long time ago. You don't see that anymore. Things have to be continu continuous to protect the technology that's been facilitated. Yes, yeah. And that's one thing that we strive to do is, you know, to make sure that when you are getting a 50 metre roll, for instance, you know, there aren't any sewings within it. The selvage is of a standard that will not trip out your um, your machines. And, you know, and it's a good piece of textile to work with. You want digital printing is supposed to be fun, yes. you know, so and creative. So you'd, what you don't want to have is the headache of trying to run a fabric that isn't right for that through your machine. No, you don't want the crashes or the, uh, the to replace heads at thousands and thousands of pounds at a time. No. <laughs> so, yeah, so, you know, choosing your choosing your suppliers, guys, in the print industry is very, very important. And, you know, particularly, I think, in the textile industry, um, historically, Sometimes it can get about price, but um, here in the digital world, the the um, the importance of the communication of need within your supply chain is so 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 important. Otherwise, it costs you money in the long run, doesn't it, Emily? Yeah, I think you know um, if you if you buy a, a, a piece of textile or anything really that you know um, has that consistency, has that support as well. Yep. I think one thing that we're really good at is. Um, you know, we, we don't just sell a product and then it's like, thank you very much for your custom. We we try to build that community to have you come back, you know, so we can um, have a conversation. If we have new developments, we're like, oh, you know, why don't you try this? It might be, we welcome feedback from our customers as well. So we never really launch a product into a market until we've had it, had it tested, um, whether that be um, internally or predominantly, we like to send it out to our customers because they're the ones that are going to be using it on a day-to-day -day basis. So mm -hmm. if they come back and give us whatever feedback, be it positive or negative, we will try and, um, and accommodate, you know, the, the feedback that we get. That's great. It's so important, isn't it, that connection? Yeah, it's, very much you know, so. It is about, it's almost a collaboration, isn't it, these days, I think, as well. Definitely. Yeah. That's good. Um, so now we're going to move on to talk about sustainable textiles, which I know is at the heart of Premier's strategy. Um, you have have a new collection, a newly expanded collection of sustainable textiles. Tell us about the importance of certification within that new range. Um, well, I think certification is really important, uh, mainly because our customers want to have that full traceability. Okay. Um, and the insur assurances that our textiles are in fact sustainable, um, and I suppose as well that they adhere to the, sp the specified certifications required. Um, we've worked hard with our key channel partners um, to be able to offer a wide range of sustainable textiles, um, and what we're seeing at the moment, or what you will see when we launch it, is mm -hmm. um, we have some organic cottons, we have... Um, some recycled organic cotton, and that one is a personal favorite of mine. <laughs> um, now that's um, a 75% recycled cotton and 30% organic. So that's um, that's a really, it comes in a natural um, finish as well. Mm -hmm. um, what we also have are recycled polyesters that I mentioned earlier. So they vary between 100% recycled to 50-50 to 70-30s. So very interesting isn't it and yeah. you're obviously getting a huge call for these fabrics now from your customer base 
We are, yeah. I think, you know, the market is shifting to being quite conscious of um, what it consumes. Mm-hmm. Um, so customers are looking to a supplier that can successfully um, offer these fabrics, but also back it up. You know, yes, it's one yeah. It's one thing to say, you know, well, this is recycled, but to have that certification to prove that it is, um, it goes a long, long way. The same as you know, with with Ocatex and um, and Gots, yes, yeah. Gots and as well, yeah, yeah. And again, we kind of roll back to that question of continuity here as well, don't you? That because you have such a deep connection to um, the best mills worldwide you are supplying sustainable and recycled fabrics that have absolute continuity, just like the rest of your digital channel. Yeah, so, um, you know, just because we are using recycled fibre does not mean that um, we would we'd limit the quality that we offer to, the, to our customers at all. Mm-hmm. You know, we still strive to keep that consistency throughout all of the products that we have in our range, um, and those sustainable products are no different. Okay, Emily, we very much look forward to the launch of, uh, of your new collection. Um, can you tell us, we're going to finish up now, um, on our last question. So as the textile industry becomes more sustainable, can you tell us what to look out for from your innovations team in the future? What's on the Premier Digital wish list? Um, well, I suppose really, as I've been saying throughout this this um, podcast, uh-huh. is um, we have become passionate about um innovation and development and um you know kind of offering something to the market that hasn't been there before um and our sustainable print base range we have many ideas on how we can further enhance that um and also evolve our fabrics all being sustainable but also you know our our core range if you will so our you know our naturals and our polyesters that you've seen grow from 12 to over 150 um we keep close to new fabric and fiber innovation mm-hmm. um, and that will play a key role in helping us convert these into print ready fabrics um, and after years of being around the textile and print industry we feel we have a key role in developing fabric solutions for sustainable fabric future um, and I do believe you know it is something that us as Premier Digital we are passionate about a sustainable future if you will mm-hmm. and um, it is something that you know yes we've launched a few fabrics in our range that are recycled and organic but I do think that range will just continue to grow. Yeah continue to grow now as sustainability grows on everybody's agenda for the future. Emily yeah. thank you so much for joining us today it's been very informative thank you I'll make sure that all the contact details for Premier Digital Textiles are in the show notes um, and of course um, you'll be able to um, contact Emily there with any um, specific questions that you might have I'm sure Emily will be more than happy to help. Oh, yeah, of course. And thank you very much for having us, Debbie. Oh, that's great. Look forward to speaking to you soon. And let's keep in touch on all of your latest developments um, on your website. Emily, thank you very much. Thanks so much. Speak soon. Bye-bye.